Hey, what's up? And welcome back to Smaller on the Outside, or as I would like to call it, Sotocast. The first, the best, and the only X-Files podcast that you just can't miss. My name is Dave, and I will be the believer with you this evening. And with me, as always, is nobody, because they are a skeptic and a fool for never giving the X-Files a chance. If this is the first time you're listening to this, this is a... TV show podcast that talks about a different TV show per podcast season. Uh, normally we talk about Doctor Who, hence the title of the show, but in between seasons we also talk about a variety of other shows. doesn't matter what they're about, as long as I like them, we can talk about them. Uh, this season is season 7, otherwise known as the X-File season, because it is back on air. Listen, it is the third episode of the 10th season of The X-Files. Why is that important? Well, because this is six, this is a six-episode season, um, so this is the halfway point, and sometimes when it comes down to the halfway point, you usually have somewhat of a really decent episode that um, gears you for the last half. And is that what this episode is? Well, it's it's an okay episode. It's uh, it's funny in bits and pieces, but I'm starting to get a little worried about the season. Uh, uh, but I'll get into that a little bit later. Some announcements I talked about last week about MixLR, which is a live radio uh, host for podcasts, just regular music, whatever. Um, I tried it out to see what would happen, and I said if it doesn't work, I, I'll just... Act like it doesn't exist next time, which is what I'm mostly doing here. It didn't hurt anything. It didn't really help anything. Um, so all it really was in the end was some an added effort for no real reason. So instead, we're just going to go right along how we normally do uh, and talk about the third episode here, which was entitled Mulder and Scully Meet the Were Monster. Now that title alone sounds like one of the more classic episodes of the X-Files because... Um, when they weren't talking about mythology on the X-Files, they usually have some kind of Monster of the Week deal, which is clearly not only what this episode was doing, but also kind of making fun of itself for doing at the same time. Um, because if there's ever a, an actual monster episode, it would probably be this one. It's kind of like all the episodes ever dealing with monsters all rolled into one. Um... And this episode starts off with in Shawan, Oregon. Shawan. Uh, we have a couple of drug dealers, or not drug dealers, drug users out in the middle of the woods, in the middle of nowhere, who are snorting spray paint. Um, kind of like in Mad Max Fury Road with the chrome, just regular spray paint. And they notice there's this full moon out, and... They're so high, all they can really think about or talk about or joke about are, like, werewolves. And given the title of the episode, you think that maybe this episode deals with werewolves, because that's what it sounds like, but it's actually not the case. Um, and that's when they hear some uh, scuffling, some arguments, some uh, some kind of fight going on. They peer through uh, the trees, and they see a weird, scaly kind of monster... Uh, it kind of looks like an anorexic version of Doomsday from Superman. Uh, it's got red eyes and just a bunch of scales and horns and things like that. And he's like the color green. Anyways, he uh, 
It looks like he attacks a guy before running off. And there's a there's an alive man, a dead man, and obviously the monster. And then it goes off into the intro. So back in the FBI and in the actual X-Files department, you see Mulder is still using his pencils as darts as instead of throwing them at the ceiling like he normally does, he actually starts throwing it at the I Want to Believe poster, his favorite poster, which Scully now says is her poster um, because their roles have kind of, they've reversed a little bit. Um, he's been finding out that a lot of the X-Files, a lot of the unsolved cases have now been solved, and the explanations have actually been really simple and silly, and it makes him feel kind of stupid for having this obsession with, uh, the paranormal, when really it's just people playing pranks, or easy scientific explanations, something that Scully was always trying to prove with the X-Files, but... Now Mulder's starting to believe all the scientific explanations because it makes more logical sense. That's probably as close of a connection to the first episode and the mythology that this comes close to because the rest of it just isn't. This is mostly just a silly episode, just making fun of things. Um, But Scully mentions that their next case actually has a monster involved. So why not? Why not check out another unsolved case with a monster and try to look at it like a monster while we still can? Um, funny thing is, Scully's open-minded. We knew that since like the seventh or eighth season of the X-Files. We know she's open-minded. She's still scientific and logical above everything else, but she doesn't rule anything out. And it seems to me that Mulder's kind of the opposite now. He just wants to rule things out because he figures there's another explanation. So when they find the attack on the human that looks like it's been by a mountain lion, he just figures, well, the most logical explanation is this is a mountain lion attack. But Scully says, well, the bite marks and the tracks and all these do look human in nature, so the two are conflicting a little bit. It actually reminds me the first time they had uh, Agent Doggett on the show. Uh, Agent Doggett was saying it looked like a human, while Scully was saying it kind of looks like an animal. Maybe it was vice versa. I don't remember. But the two were going head in head. Um, they speak to a couple eyewitnesses. Um, basically, all that confirms is that this creature doesn't have three eyes, but two. They have horns, and they wear tidy whiteies. Um, so... In the darkness, they all kind of see a monster scutter off in in the back. So Mulder goes off with his brand new smartphone, which has a camera app on it that cannot stop taking pictures. It's a fake app, but it's it's just funny. It kind of m- makes it look like Mulder has no idea what he's doing with the smartphone. Um, so he's rushing off trying to take pictures of this thing. Um, and it actually attacks him, so he got some pictures of it. Which, of course, all of them are unspecific. You can't tell what he took a picture of. And the video that he somehow also shot while taking the pictures was in selfie mode. So you can't see the monster. You can only see Mulder's scared face. Uh, But you also see that Mulder gets hit or squirted on with some kind of blood that he claimed shot out of the creature's eyeballs. And Scully says, this can't be any animal or human. Nothing shoots blood out of their eye. And uh, Mulder uses his smartphone to use the internet to find out that um, that is a trait that is shared by a horned lizard as a defense mechanism. 
So there are creatures that do it, and for some reason, um, what they find out that what they're looking for is a man-sized horned lizard with human teeth because it has human bite marks for the people who are dying. Later that night, Mulder's uh, hotel room, he does discover something quite remarkable, something very strange. He's sitting there in, uh, in, in the hotel room, and he hears off the distance the manager screaming something about a monster. And he goes off to, uh, to see the really strange, peculiar hotel manager telling him, oh, that was some customer that said I was a monster for charging him in his bill. Um, but in reality, you know, there's something wrong with him because he's just all over the place. And uh, Mulder discovers something in the room, in one of the hotel rooms. Uh, one of those dead animal heads that go on the wall was not on the wall. Uh, and he saw that the eyes themselves were removable. So like in cartoons or old whodunits uh, where somebody is hiding in a hidden room or hallway, um, this manager was able to go through the hallway, peer through these animals' eyes to be kind of a peeping Tom. But he did it, kind of used the classics in order to do it, so you can't, be, you can't hate him too much. Anyways, uh, when he was peeping on these people he did witness a man transform into this monster everybody's been seeing, which is why he screamed about seeing a monster and help him, help him, help him. And this happened all in the middle of the night. Mm -hmm. So Mulder discusses with Scully, who's also in the same hotel room, or hotel in general, uh, his findings with Scully tries to explain away how it's a monster and how that doesn't really make sense to him or anybody else, but that's it just has to be a monster, period. Um, and he figures Scully's going to think he's crazy for all this, but instead Scully says, you know, I missed this part of Mulder because we also learned from the first episode that Mulder's been suffering some kind of depression and hasn't been himself lately, so... Um, she misses the old paranoid, strange behavior of Mulder making wide theories that don't make any sense. Um, and she doesn't believe anything he says, but she's glad that he did say them anyways. Um, so, in one of the, in the room that the man transformed into monster, he found a bottle of pills which led him to a psychologist who clearly is a Freudian wannabe who tells him the story which is once upon a time, uh, there was a lizard man who could only be killed with a green glass to the appendix. And the way that this psychologist explained the myth is that anything as far as werewolves or vampires or anything were concerned, uh, even zombies or whatnot, it was always some kind of murder through penetration, some stabbing motion, um silver bullets, stake to the heart, uh, things things like that. It always seems to be. And in this specific case, it's green glass to the appendix. And uh, when, I guess, Scully's just walking around town for whatever reason, she finds the, the guy who turns into the monster. He's working at a cell phone store. Um, I think it was called Smartphones Is Us. They probably couldn't say Smartphones Are Us because the RS company is taken for. Um, this is also the same store that, if you're paying uh, close enough attention to, uh, it's also the same store that Mulder got his weird phone from. 
um, the this dysfunctional uh, camera phone. That's the same place. Um, but when Mulder spoke to the psychologist, uh, when he talked to the psychologist, the psychologist had told this guy that something that helps with stress is to walk in the cemetery to see where you're untimely doomed, that we don't live forever, and sometimes the quiet nature helps a little bit. So he goes to the cemetery, and sure enough, um, he finds the man who turns into a monster. He's all suicidal and junk. He tries to pick a fight with Mulder um, in order to get him killed because he busts out a green glass, and he tries to make Mulder defend himself and kill him, but Mulder's smart enough to understand what's going on here. He's trying to kill himself. So, uh, he makes the guys tell him the story, how it happened, how it occurred. And this is when you hit the twist, the twist of the episode. You might be, might as well be directed by M. Night Shyamalan, or something like that. Uh, it's funny, this, his true self is the monster, that's how he was born, that's how he, who, who he's always been, until he was bitten by a human, and he was transformed into human, and he couldn't control his urges to be a normal man, get a job, uh, fill certain urges, get clothes on, because he was naked when he woke up, uh, drink coffee, um, you know adopt a dog, things like that. And he felt horrible because that's totally not what monsters are supposed to do. They're supposed to they're supposed to eat people and do monster things. And he just turns out to be a silly British man. Um, and really, these scenes wouldn't have anything. They, they, they just wouldn't work as well as they did without the, the British accent of the guy because that just makes it hilarious. Uh, he also talked about the scene from earlier, earlier when Scully met with him at the cell phone store, and apparently they had a romantic rendezvous, though Mulder called him out on that as being a complete and utter lie. Um, and out in the ring, uh, the, and out in the cemetery, Mulder gets, uh, his phone starts ringing, and of course his ringtone is actually the theme song of the X-Files. Um, of course it is, but that's funny. Um, Scully's at the Animal Control Center, and she is attacked by the Animal Control Officer. Um, and this is, this officer is the one that I do believe bit the guy that, and which made him turn into a human. But I don't, I don't know if they're completely saying if that was true, or if this guy's just evil and a cannibal and all this different things. After, uh, she's attacked, and they take the guy away. She then apparently steals a dog. They never go into it. She just picks up a cage with a dog in it and says, do you want to go home with me? She doesn't pay for it. She doesn't fill out any paperwork. She just takes the dog and goes. Anyways, one last time, Mulder confronts the monster to tell him that he wants to believe his story, even though he's been a little, you know, thinks everything's far-fetched, even for him. Um... But that's when he immediately turns into a monster before Mulder's eyes and jumps into the woods to go hibernate for 10,000 years. Um, yeah, so that was the end of that episode. And uh, I have some some questions still regarding the show, Some definitely some concerns at this point, um, some interesting points I want to mention. 
Uh, first of all, I want to mention that this episode, uh, two important things I think they mentioned. First of all, uh, was Mulder's depression. They showed him having pills. Uh, they also pointed out that the at least half of the paranormal stuff that happened in the, the show before this were all kind of debunked as something more realistic, but still explain, explainable. Um, also, Scully uh, was kind of more of the believer in this episode than Mulder was for that reason, but she it, it was her poster of the I Want to Believe. She was keeping an open mind while doing the case, while Mulder really wasn't. Um, so I was glad. That was one of the things I was worried about when the show actually came back, is if they would keep the stance that Scully was starting to believe more at the end of the series, because it would be really easy to start the show back up with her just being completely scientific, that's it, period, nothing else. Uh, so I was worried a little bit there, but that was nice, because when you got to see her believe in the original series, you didn't really get to see her believe with Mulder, because Mulder wasn't in the show, so having her believe while he doesn't is is neat. After, like, nine years of the show, I would think it would have had a, happened earlier, but um, as it is, no. Some uh, concerns about the episode. More moral along the lines of the series as a whole right now. We are halfway done with the tenth season. It has been no time at all, and we're already halfway done. Um, and we have now had two out of three episodes be Monster of the Week. Last week wasn't really a monster, per se, but it wasn't mythology either. It was a standalone episode that was just kind of fun to watch. It was no more dramatic than this one, but it was still the same type of thing. Uh, it was a Monster of the Week. The only one that was actually truly... Uh, mythology-centered was the first episode, and I liked the direction they were going with it, and it was jam-packed full of information um, and conspiracy and everything, and uh, that's kind of the pace I expected the show to go from there on, because that's, the, uh, that's the line it kind of set out for itself. But that's not where we're at right now. Right now, we're kind of more along the lines of classic X-Files. Just kind of fun things. Just a fun episode. And this was a fun episode. It was funny. It was silly. It, it, it didn't take itself too seriously, which sometimes the show needed to do. Um, but now I'm a little worried because now I really want to see more mythology-centered episodes, which we have yet to see more of. And now there's only three episodes left, and I kind of want to say... All of them have to be mythology-centered. It can't just be the first and last episode like it normally is. we got to have something in there that keeps it moving along, other than Monster of the Week episodes. Other than that, we still have some questions regarding the series. Um, regarding the lone gunman, which we have see, still yet to see. I don't know if they're ever going to mention Doggett or Reyes again. We don't know if Kirsch is still going on. Heck... We don't know what's going on with Skinner, apparently. I thought he would be in every episode. He's not. We haven't really mentioned Super Soldiers. We haven't uh, mentioned William, the Scully and Mulder's son, again. Uh, a lot of different things I'd like them to touch base on, and they have still not really done that. Um, so a lot of stuff is still left out in the open. 
Um, I guess we're just going to have to wait till next week to f- discover. Um, I wonder what next week's episode is titled. Coming. The next episode of X-Files is called Home Again. That's the fourth episode of the X-Files Season 10. So anyways, uh, other than that, that was the episode. Also, I do want to mention that uh, in this past week, I actually played um, the X-Files game that came out in 1998 um, on PS1 and the PC. Now, this game was point-and-click and and 99% video. Um, So there was no CGI, there was nothing. There was actual physical actors sets, locations, um, and things like that. It's not perfect or anything, um, but it's definitely a confusing, uh, mystery-centered game um, with uh, two new agents. Don't worry, Mulder and Scully are still in it. So is Skinner, so is the uh, Mr. X Black uh, guy, Inside Man. Um, The cigarette-smoking man's in like a deleted scene on the game. Uh, there's different things like that. And I actually took out the uh, main scenes and created a movie, which you can find on my YouTube. You gotta just got to search the X-Files game movie. Um, and it's actually an hour and a half. It's like a really long episode. Uh, but it's somewhat interesting. Um, so you can go over there and check that out. Tell me what you think. Um, I know that if I was ever to hear about this game, I'd at least want to see the videos about it if you weren't going to play the game because it's pretty much impossible to play at this point anymore. It's it's just 1998 was a while ago. It was actually the same year as the first X-Files movie, but it takes place sometime in the third season of the X-Files, actually. So keep that in mind for, for that. Um, other than that, yeah, the next uh, episode's called Home Again. Um... Don't know what it's about. I didn't see any trailers for next week. I didn't read any uh, synopsis or story things about next week. Uh, all I know is what you know, which is just the title, unless you saw a trailer or something like that. Um, so, yeah, we're not going to do any more MixLR. Uh, we're just going to be talking mano y mano and seeing how that goes again. Um, so join me next week with Home Again, the fourth episode of The X-Files Season 10. Um, I, and you can catch us online on Stitcher, WordPress, Podomatic, and iTunes, uh, as well sometimes on Reddit if you look there, or Google+, different things like that. For the most part, you can find us on Stitcher, WordPress, Podomatic, and iTunes. For Smaller on the Outside, my name is Dave, and I was the believer with you this evening. And with me, as always, is, of course, nobody, because they are a skeptic and a fool for never giving the X-Files a chance. Talk to you next time. Peace out.